Welcome to episode number 43 of Let's Go Racing with David Starr, Tyler Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us. We have come to that point of the season, the NASCAR championship finale weekend from Phoenix International Raceway. We will break it all down for you from all three levels, the cup, the Xfinity, and the truck title. We'll break it all down for you coming up in just a few moments from right now. As always, we are Presented by Whataburger, just a reminder that the folks at Whataburger cook up 100% pure beef burgers 24 hours a day. You can get your burger fix anytime, day or night at Whataburger. Proud to serve it hot and fresh 24 hours a day. What a burger. David Starr joins me right now. Dominic Oregon is here as well. David, before we get to the business of the day, man, uh, I'm just glad we made it through a full season of this show, and it's been fun doing this every single week. David, it is uh, flown by, and we have had a heck of a year, not only on this show, but on the NASCAR track as well. Certainly been a lot of fun to cover it all here on Let's Go Racing. Yeah, no doubt about it. Thank God for Dominic and Tyler. <laughs> you guys are the the heartbeat of our podcast, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's fun to do something that's – uh totally outside the box for me, but uh, it's pretty cool to talk about our industry and, and uh, you know, have the, the cool guests that we have had. Uh, what a, what a cool uh, year it's been, you know, I would have never, never imagined, uh, you know, when, when you guys dreamed up this podcast and, uh, and when it came to be, when we put it in, uh, you know, when it came to be, we actually did it, you know, how time just flies, but, but man, y'all, uh, Y'all have done a tremendous job on making this happen. I know a lot of fans, I, a lot of my fans, and I hear people, uh, they love uh, they love our podcast, and, and I, I like hearing good good uh, criticism or, or, or uh, you know, let us know what people think about it, and they give it to me real, you know. And uh, But, man, you, you guys have done a great job, and uh, it's been cool uh, to do this for a season already. Yeah, Dominic, we were on the road the last couple of weeks, but uh, good to be back in uh, our normal format over Zoom, and what a week we have ahead of us, really at all three levels here, starting on Friday night with the trucks and Xfinity on Saturday and Cup on Sunday. It's going to be a great race week, and just to kind of go back there for a minute, yeah, Dave, Tyler, awesome working with you guys. I can't believe it's been a year. We're always talking about well, episode five, episode 10, and so forth, but we announced this podcast about this time last year, 43 episodes in. It's been a pleasure working with you guys, and like you said, David, you get approached by fans at the racetrack and they're telling us, hey, we love the show or, hey, you should have this person as a guest. Or, hey, you should talk about this. A lot of good feedback with the show. And I'm sure you get the same thing, too, Tyler. Yeah, uh, certainly so. Uh, everywhere I go on a NASCAR weekend, it's all about let's go racing. And so uh, we've been certainly privileged to bring it to you and doing, doing the live shows on the road and the response we've had and the giveaways we've done and such. been a lot of fun for sure. And we're looking forward to 43 more episodes of Let's Go Racing uh, down the road as we uh, reach this Richard Petty milestone here <laughs> on uh, Let's Go Racing. David, let's start with you. Last week, uh, you ran the Xfinity race. You were off on the uh, cup circuit. Tell us about uh, Martinsville. You had uh, the family out there as well uh, making a trip. What was uh, everything like last weekend for you in Virginia? Man, anytime you go to Martinsville, hell, it's 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 awesome. I mean, what a, you know, you grow most people that race grew up on short track race tracks across the country. And, you know, a Saturday night, Saturday night, uh, feature under the lights, you know, Saturday night, short track racing in America under the lights. I mean, hell that's, that's where you learn how to be a race car driver. And, uh, 
And man, it was pretty pretty cool uh, going to Bristol, uh, not Bristol, going to Martinsville this past weekend, and, and racing under the lights was pretty pretty magical, man. It's pretty awesome. Uh, anytime you race at any short track, Bristol, Martinsville, wherever, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, man, the 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 race didn't disappoint. It was a great race, and uh, unfortunately, our uh, our uh, Brett Bear uh, car. Uh, Man, we uh, we had a great race car, but our uh, I think about lap 25 we had a we had an engine issue. I think we blew a head gasket and and lost a lot of power in the motor. And all we could do was just kind of stay out of the way and run on the outside. And uh, you know we finished. I think we finished 24th on the lead lap. They were telling me about 40 laps to the end of the race. They said. Uh, uh, they said, hey, man, you're in 15th on the lead lap. I was like, that's not possible. <laughs> that is not possible, you know. But, you know, our car was so good. It, it turned so good. And these short tracks like Martinsville, you got to have a car that will rotate good in the center of the corner, meaning it turns good. And you got some great forward bite off the corner. And even though my motor uh, didn't have all of its power, it was struggling, Um you know, we still, my car was uh, pretty awesome and I just drove the wheels off of it. And, you know, for, for an engine that was, uh, that was running poorly, uh, that had issues, it got to the end, you know, still 24th is not bad, but man, I really thought if we, everything would have worked out good that, you know, we could have put our, uh, you know, our, uh, rescue the Republic, uh, Brett bear Toyota Camry, uh, in the top 15, top 10, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty strong and pretty good, but, uh, but man, what a great weekend. The Xfinity race, there was, uh, was, uh, a lot of drama, a lot of stuff going on. Then you back that up with uh, the truck race earlier in the day. And then, you know, the cup race on Sunday, man, what a, what an awesome weekend of racing with a lot of drama, a lot of high intensity, you know what I mean? With all the way it all shook out for everybody. Yeah, uh, we saw Alex Bowman get the victory on the cup side in a bit of controversy, uh, controversial fashion there with uh, the incident he had with Denny Hamlin, who, of course, was trying to stay alive to advance to the next round of the playoff. He still does so, and that sets up the championship four to be Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex. We're going to break down all three series championships, and we'll start with the cup in uh, just a few moments. But first, I want to backtrack to Martinsville. David, your perspective, what do you make of what happened there at the end with Alex Bowman getting that fourth victory and and uh, you know, getting in the way of, of Denny Hamlin in the process? Was that just hard racing, or do you think that there was something else going on there? I know Denny wasn't too happy uh, with how that all went down. What, what did you make of what went down there? Man, you guys know, I mean <laughs> – Y'all been in this sport, you know, you guys have been doing this a long time as well as I have. And, uh, man, Martins, it's just Martinsville, man. It's good short track racing. And, man, it's just it's so – it's hard racing. And the intensity was just over the top. And I think Alex Bowman was going forward. He'd been trying to pass uh, Denny Hamlin. And Denny was making the outside line work pretty good. And, and he got into turn three just a little bit too hot, pushed up into Denny – and, uh, you know, and around any went, you know, but I can assure you, and you guys know this, Dominic, Tyler, y'all have seen this. Denny's been on the other end of that, you know, where he got in the corner a little bit too hard 
maybe hit the curb. You know, at Marsville, you got a curb on the inside. If you hit it, sometimes it shoots you up about a half car length. And I've seen it in the past where Denny was the uh, the guy that benefited from driving in the corner too hard, and he went on to win the race. You know, this time. Uh, Alex Bowman had, you know, Denny Hamlin's car and Alex's car were the class of the field. It looks like Alex's car was a little bit better, but Denny was trying to protect that line, squeezing him down. And it's just, it's just Martinsville, man. But I tell you, even though it was controversial, uh, the drama of it was huge. You know, people are talking about it. It's, it's been all over social media. It's been all over the news. And uh, it was pretty exciting, you know, but I just think it's just Martinsville, man. It's a product of that type of racetrack. And uh, I don't think Alex Bowman intentionally ran in there, said, hey, I'm going to wreck Denny to win. You know, I just think it was just one of those racing things. And like I said, Denny's been on the other side of that. And you guys know that as well as I do. Uh, sometimes, man, it works out for you and sometimes it doesn't. You know what I mean? But uh I was glad to see Alex win. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the drama after the race was over was kind of cool for our sport. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, the I heard uh, Denny Hamlin's crew chief uh, telling him on the radio, hey, man, big picture. You know, Denny's going to Phoenix this coming weekend, and he's got a shot at being the champion. You know what I mean? So even though he didn't win that race at Martinville, I think there's a bigger picture ahead of him. You know what I mean? So uh, – but in the spare of the moment, you know, when you're that close, you want to win. And uh, and that's what the sport's all about, man. I call it passion. You know, we're all passion. We want to win no matter what, even though Denny knew he was going to be uh, in the top four, going for a championship next week. He still wanted that Martinsville uh, clock, you know, and you can't blame him. But, uh, but I like the drama. What's your thoughts on it, Dominic? Well, Dale, I want to get your perspective here, too, from a competitor standpoint, too. Your thoughts on NASCAR making the no call to not penalize Denny Hamlin, right? Because we saw a lot of reaction on Twitter, and, and certainly over the years, NASCAR has come down on drivers for post-race altercations or drivers running into each other on cool-down laps or whatever the case. Did NASCAR make the right call on, on deciding to stay out of that with what happened on the yeah. burndown? I mean, you know, and I, I like to hear y'all's opinion on this, but my personal opinion is they did the right thing. You know, uh, I agree. You know, yeah, the old school, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of an old school racer. Let the drivers handle it. Let it, you know, if we need to walk outside the racetrack amongst ourselves and go handle it wherever, you know, let, it, let us handle it. We're the drivers. Uh, keep the team guys out of it. They're out of the driver. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I tip my hat off to NASCAR because they didn't, they don't really need to get involved. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes they do, but I thought it was the right call for them to, to stay out of it and uh it all works out you know and you know and and um well david you know, for me the most laughable thing i know that denny was riding high on emotions and such and he was upset and i get it why he was upset but when he lays out that line saying alex is a hack i'm like the guys won four races this year i get it that consistently he has not been the you know, best Hendrick driver by any means, you know, he's probably consistent wise. He's probably been the bottom of the barrel at Hendrick this year. He's been so up and down. His teammates are outrunning him. I get that. But four wins, he's had a career year. He's got the 48 car back in victory lane. Um, he, has he had a better year than Denny Hamlin? No, Denny's in the championship four. he's been more consistent, but of all things to call Alex Bowman a hack, I, I would not, 
that's not what I would use to describe him. I think Alex has had a hell of a year. A career year. Absolutely. Call me a hack. I'll take those four wins. You can call me a hack all day long, buddy. And, uh, absolutely. You know, I, I just think, you know, sometimes uh, we've all been there. Sometimes when we're on the wrong deal, on the wrong side of a, of a you know, of competition, we've all been there. Uh, sometimes, you know, the emotions get the best of us. And I think just at the time, Denny was pretty pissed off, uh, you know, and I think, when he had a chance to go home, maybe trick or treat with his kids, sleep, <laughs> you know what I mean? And wake up the next day. And, you know, when you sit back and analyze, uh, you know, when you can see clearly and you're not so freaking frustrated and pissed off, you know, I think he probably, you know, looking back on it, he probably would have done something different. But the fact of the matter is, you know, Sometimes you really got to think before you open your mouth. And I just think it was just, he was just so mad. He, he was just looking for words. And, you know, I mean, Alex Bowman is just a hell of a race car driver. Four wins, drives a 48 car for Rick Hendricks. If he was a hack, and I don't even know what a hack is. I, 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 you can call me a hack all day long. If I got four cup wins, I'll take it. And I'm driving for the best team in the industry. I mean, Alex Bowman. You know, he, he, uh, he's, he, he's done a hell of a job. He won the race, and it's just the way it is. I, I just think you guys know this. I just think Denny was just talking from, from, from you know, just being so frustrated. It just it didn't really make sense to me. Well, Dominic, I would take a step further. I'm not trying to pump up Alex Bowman by any means. I like Alex. I like Denny, too. I've talked to both of them multiple times. I think they're both good guys here, but – Alex Bowman, I think, has actually been one of the best stories of NASCAR this year of the way that he has elevated himself to get in victory lane four times to bring the 48 car back. If we're looking at the stories of the year, I think Alex is one of the best in 2021. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to take that even a step further. And you look at where Alex Bowman was in 2014 and 2015, just scraping by for an opportunity in the Cup Series, running with BK Racing, running with Tommy Baldwin Racing. I remember him telling me in 2015, we were doing a story on Jeff Gordon's final race at Homestead, just talking with a lot of his competitors. And I asked him what his favorite memory was. And he goes, man, it was a lot of fun to race against Jeff Gordon. But you, yeah, I didn't really get to race against him competitively, but it was an honor to share the racetrack with him. And you fast forward six years, and here he is winning multiple races in the Cup Series. David, it kind of reminds me, that feel of like Jeff Bodine or Mark Martin in the 1980s when they were racing for ragtag teams and they finally got their opportunity and they made the most of it. That's you know, uh, I, I totally agree with you. The Alex Bowman story, Noah's family, they're great people. And it's kind of cool. It's, it's, it's the Cal Larson story is unbelievable. Uh, the, the Alex Bowman story is awesome as well. It's, you know, because it wasn't handed to him, you know, and, and hearing Dominic talk, I mean, for years, two, three, maybe four years, I mean, he was scraping the bow of the barrel. He was just looking for an opportunity to get in a cup car and just do, you know, starting parks, race in the back. He was just wanting to be there. And it's cool to see a guy that wants it that bad, work that hard, get an opportunity with the elite the best in the industry, you know what I mean? It, 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 they didn't give it to him. He earned it. And, 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 and Tyler, uh, you're, you're right, buddy. I totally agree with you. Uh, it's a great story uh, of the season. You know, I mean, obviously he's not in the final four, 
but man, that uh, that forty eight car, like you guys said, that's it's been showing up a lot in the top top five, top ten. You know, uh, he's he's putting it back on the map and uh, winning the races. I mean, if you win four Cup races this year. You know, there's guys that, you know, I think Kevin Harvick loved to have those four wins and a lot of other ones would, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, call me a hack all day long, but, hey, I'm, I'm smiling all the way to the trophy case and the bank, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, last time I checked, that clock still went back to Alex's house. You know, uh, Dominic, the, the top headlines for me this year, Kyle Larson obviously is number one, and we'll dive into Kyle more in depth here in just a second. But Alex, the breakout star this year, what Trackhouse has done, and really coming out of left field, we didn't even know what they were going to be like that, you know, at this time last year, like, okay. And then all of a sudden Pitbull shows up. Now they're taking over Ganassi. And then Bubba getting into victory lane. Those are the four big stories for me that have resembled 2021. What stood out to you in 2021? I think man, you're missing the big one, I think, Tyler. Michael McDowell winning the Daytona 500. The C's parting with the Team Penske drivers crashing on the last lap and coming through with an underdog story. You have to put that up there with what Derek Cope did in 1990 or what Trevor Bannon did in 2011. Underdog stories winning the Daytona 500. Pete Hamilton in the 1960s. These underdog drivers that were not expected to win the Daytona 500, and Michael McDowell got that done. I even think to Eric Almirola, right, the Stuart Haas racing struggles of 2021, and they had their car dial it in with the 750-horsepower package at New Hampshire and pulled off the win and was able to squeak in the playoffs, knocking out drivers that probably ran better week in and week out each week. So those two also stick out with me, and I think the other one, too, that kind of just shocks me as well is how much – Eric Jones has elevated the status of Richard Petty Motorsports and returning in 2022. Yes, granted, Jones didn't score a top five yet to this point this season, but the consistency of running in the top 10, running in the top 15, earning stage points, Eric Jones just helping that team kind of rebrand. Those are the three that really stick out to me. What about you, David? Man, I'm just listening to you guys talk. <laughs> you know, I'm so busy, man, with my own racing and my sponsors. You know, it's it's hard to – you know, you guys and, and doing our Let's Go Racing podcast, I've had to pay a little bit more attention to what's going on in the sport. But to be honest with you, you know, I, I'm just not that in tune. I mean, I, I try to keep up with it, but I'm so busy with our own racing program and our own sponsors. You know, I kind of get lost in everything because I'm living in my own little racing world. You know what I'm saying? So listening to you guys speak uh, about, some big stories. I totally agree with, uh, with each of you, you know, and, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I mean, I just, you know, listen to Dominic talk about the Daytona 500, you know, that was in February. Here we are in November. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, it's, it's amazing that you forget, but man, that was sure was a, uh, a, a, a cool time in our sport, a really great feel good story. Uh, to a driver that has worked his tail off and finally gets into victory lane. I, I just thought that was just amazing. And uh, Eric Jones, I, I was glad to see, you know, Eric Jones getting that 43, you know, Richard Petty, our 43rd episode of our Let's Go Racing podcast. But, you know, we're all big fans of Richard Petty, and it was kind of cool. Uh, I felt like when Bubba Wallace announced uh, that he was going to be driving for uh, Denny Hamlin and, and Michael Jordan, I, I felt like, and this is my own opinion, that the pet, the Petties probably got their feelings hurt. You know what I mean? And uh, 
but man, uh, it all worked out for everybody because Eric Jones has done a tremendous job in that 43 car. And like Dominic was saying, you know, they're not winning races running the top five, but man, he sure, you sure see him a lot in the, you know, top 10, top 15 every week. It's been amazing. You know, there's just so many great stories. Yeah. I mean, Eric Jones is a guy that maybe next year with this car potentially being an equalizer, if they can get some more funding, Maybe Eric Jones can find a way into victory lane in 2022 and make the playoff of some sorts. Maybe that's what happens. Uh, we'll see. It's something certainly to think about. All right, this weekend. And Tyler, let me let me not – I don't want to interrupt you, but, you know, just thinking about things, you know, I would have never thought that Brad Kozlowski would have ever – you know, I mean, you, you were driving for, the, you know, uh, uh, Roger Penske. I mean, you know, that – it's like driving for Hendricks, dude. It don't get much better than that, and – you know, hearing the news earlier in the year that uh, Brad Keselowski was going to be moving on from Roger Penske's organization. I mean, that was a really big story. And and, and to have some uh, some ownership partnership in Ralph Fenway Racing, I mean, that's a big deal for Brad Keselowski. I mean, you know, there's just been so many stories, you know, and you talk about Ryan Newman, you know, my good buddy Ryan Newman, you know, been doing been racing for a long time in Cup and you know, and, and, and uh, you know, you, you think about Ryan, and I ain't really heard much about it, and I talked to him a lot, but, you know, he, uh, you know, we might be seeing, I mean, it's possible, I don't know this for a fact, but Phoenix this weekend could possibly be Ryan Newman's last start as a cup, you know, a NASCAR yeah. cup driver, you know what I mean? I mean, there's just a lot, there's been a lot, so I think 2021, in our in our in our NASCAR world, it's been un- unbelievable with all the stories, the new cars, new people coming in, super world superstar people. Michael Jordan, you said it earlier, Tyler Pitbull. Pitbull. It just, I mean, it's been it's been an awesome year for for NASCAR. That's for sure. Yeah, and you know, Brad Keselowski going to Roush next year. That guy works so hard. Nobody works harder than Brad Keselowski. They're they're not going to be content with where they're at right now. I expect Roush to be competitive pretty fast there with him uh, under the helm leading the program there. College racing with their emergence and getting a cup win. Watch out for them too. A lot of exciting stuff to talk about in the coming weeks. You guys have been – you media guys have been – I don't know how you keep up with everything because there's (laughs) so much, you know, I mean – I'm focused on my racing, you know what I mean? And you guys, y- y'all the storytellers, there's been so much out there that you guys have been busy, you know what I mean? Because, man, it's just one great story and feel-good story. And this guy, I mean, it's just been an incredible season in NASCAR. It has. And it's been an incredible season for Kyle Larson. He is the heavy favorite entering this weekend at Phoenix. Chase Elliott, Martin Jurex Jr., Denny Hamlin also with a shot at the title. And in case folks don't know, with the championship four, highest finisher of those four on Sunday's race is crowd the champion. And Dominic, we are on a run. How many years has it been now where the winner of the final race has been the champion? That's been going on for quite some time now. It wasn't always that way, but as the formats have changed, this has been kind of the way things have headed this direction. And so, uh, I would be shocked if the winner of this race is not the champion based on the way history tells us. And David, uh, you'll be out there Sunday. I would guess that a lot of guys are just going to be moving out of the way from these championship four. They do not want to disrupt the championship race. Do you expect the winner of this race to be the champion again? 
Man, I, I do. I mean, you, you, you know, week in and week out, you look at these four guys that are, that are running for the championship. You know, they're usually the top guys that are first, second, third, fourth, fifth. You know what I mean? They're, you know, they're winners, every one of them. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I totally agree with y'all that the winner of the race will be the, the 2021 champion. I, I totally agree with you. Oh, absolutely. And Tyler, just to kind of add on to what you were saying, yes, since NASCAR moved to this format in 2014 in the Cup Series, the championship four format, that is, the winner of the race has gone on to win the championship. Guys, I can only think on two hands or just here on two occasions in the last seven years where even a non-championship four driver even remotely competed for the win. That would be Jeff Gordon in 2014, leading the most laps, had a bad pit stop in one of the final runs of the race. Kevin Harvey goes on to win the race in the championship. 2016, Kyle Larson led a bunch of laps at the Homestead race. Jimmy Johnson outdueled him on a restart to go win the race and his seventh title. Outside of that, you look at that race at Homestead and how it was at Phoenix last year. Oh, yeah, your championship four guys. I mean, it's happened, I believe, twice where the top four finishers in the Cup Series race at Homestead were the championship four guys, 2018 and 2020. So there's a very high chance it could happen again. You know, uh, David, if this were at an intermediate racetrack, you know, a mile and a half, it would feel like it was over before it started that, all right, Kyle Larson's going to win this. But going to a mile track like Phoenix, not one of Kyle Larson's strengths, although he has many strengths, this is not one of them. Um, this feels like the great equalizer of some sorts. Who do you think could play spoiler? Who's going to be the biggest threat to uh, Kyle? It's not a guarantee that he's going to be the champion Sunday by any stretch. No, you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, but, you know, you look at, you know, Hendrick Motorsports and Joe Gibbs racing. I mean, you know, the, the two, I, I would say the two best teams uh, in, in the sport right now, you know, and have been for years past. And uh, to have uh, just two organizations fighting for the championship, two drivers each is, uh, you know, not surprising to us. It's interesting, uh, uh, you know, that Kyle Larson, uh, his dominance and his uh, – you know, the, the perfection of a season he's had and, and uh, he, he, he has just been, uh, you know, uh, extraordinary. I mean, it's just uh, you just people you people just don't have seasons like Kyle Larson's has, has had this year. But but that being said, the way that the way that the format is written and how it plays out, you could have a guy that was a champion the whole year, like Kyle Larson, met the most, met, uh, led the most laps, won the most races, you know, uh, yada, yada, yada. And then next thing you know, he has a flat tire, a car don't handle very well, or, you know, some, uh, a speed row violation, or, you know, next thing you know, he's not our champion, you know. And I think this format really uh, is, is just makes it where you don't know, you know what I mean, even though – if I was a betting man, I'd bet on Kyle Larson because he's been the man all year. Uh, but, man, anything's possible, you know. So it's going to be uh, exciting. I'll, I'll be out there racing on Sunday, and I can assure you that I will uh, – my spotter and me will have a conversation. Hell, when they're 30 links behind me, I'm getting the hell out of their way, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, nobody wants to uh, – you don't want to disrupt this champion, this championship race. I don't think anybody does, uh, uh, you know, let it play out on the racetrack like it's supposed to. But I think all of us, the fans, the racers, 
I think it's going to be uh, it's going to come down to the last last lap. You know, I think those guys. I mean, they'll be racing hard. I mean, it's just going to be interesting. And and like you were saying, uh, Tyler, um, you know, uh, there could be a spoiler. You know, look what uh, look at uh, was it last year when uh, Chase Elliott. Uh, won the race there and won the championship. So he gets around Phoenix really, really well. Uh, Denny Hamlin, Denny's run well at, at Phoenix over the years. So, you know, you can't ever count out Martin Truex Jr. I mean, past champion. So, I mean, I don't know, man, it's, if any of them can win, you know what I mean? But, man, just judging from what we've all seen all year long, I would bet on Kyle Larson. So let me ask you guys this, because all four of these drivers will certainly make a great champion, right? We have a chance at two drivers earning their first title, two drivers earning their second title. But Tyler and David, in your opinion, which driver would make for the best headline winning the championship in 2021? It would have to be Kyle Larson, uh, I think, when you talk about all that he went through last year. And we know the story, losing his ride and everything and sitting out most of 2020 to come back to a Hendrick team that didn't have a full-time sponsor. Rick Hendrick's paying that car out of his own pocket and to find success so fast to get in rhythm so quickly for him and his crew chief, Cliff Daniels to be on the same page so fast, like they were. Um, it, it's gotta be Kyle Larson and the way that he has carried himself to David, it hasn't been that Kyle Larson has shied away from what happened last year. He has owned it. He has, you know, embraced it. He has come around to, you know, making an impact. We've talked to Willie T. Ribs. We've talked to these others. We've seen what Bubba Wallace has said about Kyle Larson. And he's acknowledged it. He's grown from it. And he's become a better person from it. I think it's got to be Kyle Larson is... If you want to talk about a comeback story, everybody loves a comeback. Everybody loves somebody getting a ch second chance. Kyle Larson uh, getting to get it done in a dominating season. If he's not the champion, uh, you know, I, granted, I don't have a dog in this, but if he's not the champion, David, I'm, I'm going to be a little disappointed that this doesn't, uh, this story doesn't end with the bow on it. It deserves. Man, I, I, I totally agree with, with you, uh, Tyler. I, uh, you know, and I just think, most of the racing people in America, you know, these short tracks, the dirt tracks across the country. I mean, we, we all can identify with Kyle Larson, man. He's a racer. You know, he, he'll leave a NASCAR race, go jump in a sprint car, go jump in a dirt late model, get in a midget car. I mean, he has brought so many new eyes back to NASCAR. I, I talked to a lot of people, uh, a lot of my friends that are just, you know, they're just dirt racers. You know, they're just really, really good. They love dirt racing. They live, live, eat, and sleep dirt racing, you know, and they don't follow NASCAR like they once did. And Kyle Larson has brought them back to watching NASCAR on television and for them coming to a NASCAR race to see Kyle Larson. Uh, I just think Kyle Larson has done a lot for the sport. And I would totally agree with you. And I think Dominic would too that. I think the biggest story, uh, and and I think the way it should play out, Kyle Larson should definitely be our champion because that that is the biggest story. The comeback, being released by you know Chip Ganassi, losing your deal with with Chevrolet, 
uh, uh, was it, yeah, Chevrolet and losing McDonald's and just kind of everybody just kind of, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, walking away from you, you know, and then for him, uh, being such a humbled, he, you know, he's such an awesome guy, kid, race car driver. He, he's just really pleasant. He's nice to talk to. He's very humbled. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I totally agree with you guys that that, that is the biggest story of the whole season, what Kyle Larson has done, uh, no doubt about it. Dominic, uh, when you look at those other three drivers, as David mentioned, Chase did this last year. Denny Hamlin's still looking for that first title. Martin Truex has been a champion and won under this format before. Who's got the best shot to possibly take down Kyle Larson and win the title on Sunday? I feel like you can't look past Chase Elliott, right? And the circumstances on how he did that last year, too. If I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, two or three pre-race inspection failures. So he had to start in the back. Car fails pre-race. Yes, he did. Yeah, and he came from the back. He won the championship. I believe he led the most laps, too. Chase Elliott looks like he might be the guy to go out there and defend his title. But Martin Truex Jr., a guy that had never won at Phoenix Raceway, got that first win at the one-mile track in March. He's the defending most recent winner at Phoenix Raceway. And then Denny Hamlin, I, I don't know, this is his, what, fourth appearance in the championship for him. He's never gotten it done. Safe to say, right, maybe he is this generation's Mark Martin. Coming so close, has never won the title. Maybe he can break through on that Sunday. But I feel like of those other three, Chase Elliott might be the other driver that puts up the best fight against Kyle Larson. Yeah, and uh, the Hendrick versus Joe Gibbs battle is going to be fascinating. Two guys from Hendrick, two guys from a Joe Gibbs uh, competing for the title. Going to be a lot of fun. We'll see how it all shapes out. Before we wrap up the cup discussion, move on to Xfinity. Um, real quick, let's let's give a pick so we're on record. I, I'm going with Kyle. I know it's easy, but I, I got to go with Kyle Larson. Dominic, you going with Kyle too? Man, you guys remember on this pre-race thing or pre-2021 season show we did, I said Chase Elliott was going to be the champion. I got to go Kyle Larson, though, Tyler. I think Chase is going to finish second in that race. Kyle Larson will be your champion for 2021. What do you think, David? Dave? Yeah, I mean, I, I got to I gotta jump on y'all's uh, bandwagon there, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Kyle Larson myself. I mean, you know, I, I mean, you talking about any of these guys can win the race. I mean, they're, they're all championship caliper race car drivers, the best two teams in our sport. You know, it, it, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if, you know, Mark Truex or, you know, any one of them can win the race, you know, but just it's been such a Kyle Larson NASCAR season and what he's done. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going with Kyle Larson just because, man, it's, it's, it's just been incredible what we've seen and witnessed this year from him. And uh, it's his championship to lose. But I, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon with you guys, and I think Kyle Larson's our 2021 Cup Series champion. Let's uh, look at the Xfinity uh, title. Uh, going to be up for grabs between Austin Sendrick, A.J. Allmendinger, Noah Gragson, and Daniel Hemrick. David, you've been running most of the Xfinity races this year. The Xfinity Series has been a phenomenal product. We've seen one of the best years, I think, ever in the history of this series in 2021. And Austin Sendrick, the defending champion, A.J. Allmendinger has had one of the best years of his entire NASCAR career and really figured out the Oval program. Kyle Racing took a huge step up. Noah Gragson, 
got that win last week. He's had an up-and-down season, but he's got a shot. And then there's Daniel Hemrick, who's been running up front for most of the year, but still looking for his first win. What do you make of Saturday's race on the Xfinity side? Who's going to be the guy to beat? Man, you know, it's – it's uh, you know, the cool part about uh, – the cool part about those four drivers, you're talking about four different teams there. You know, you're talking about Dylan Hart Jr., uh, Penske, uh, Joe Gibbs racing and then colleague and you know which is is just unbelievable what they've done since they stepped into NASCAR uh, man it's uh, it's so competitive and uh, you know you look at Noah Graxon uh, you know the momentum he has uh, from winning last week and that definitely doesn't hurt anybody you know what I'm saying and uh, uh, be kind of cool to see uh, Daniel Hemrick Am I saying his last name right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, be kind of cool to see him. He's, you know, he's earned a way into the final four uh, to run for the championship. But, he, you know, he's he's got a lot of second-place fin- finishes, you know. I, I don't even know. I guess I asked the question, guys, did he win a race this year? No. Okay. I mean, it'd be kind of a great story for the first race – for him to win in the NASCAR and in, in, in NASCAR period, I don't even think he's won a NASCAR race. You are, you are correct, Dave. He's never even won at the regional k level. So this would be a monumental I mean, victory if he could pull that off Saturday. Absolutely. That would be such a great story because he's never even won a NASCAR race before. And he's got a shot at winning the championship, you know. And, uh, you know, it's possible that our champion in, in the NASCAR Xfinity Series uh, you know, it's possible could be a champion and not ever winning a race all year long. That could be Dan, Daniel Hemrick, you know what I mean? But, uh, but man, AJ Allmendinger, I mean, all these guys, I, it's, I'm going to be out there racing against them, but man, it's going to be exciting to see who our champion is going to be. I mean, all, our four teams are just, you know, deserving of, of them being in the final four, no doubt about it. Dominic, for me, this feels like it's AJ versus Austin here. Absolutely. AJ Allmendinger with five wins. Austin Sindrick with five wins as well. Sindrick, the defending champion of the series. Yeah, it's going to come down to one of those two. I would not be surprised if they battle it out like how they did at Bristol a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's going to be fun, I think, uh, between those. I got to go with Sindrick. Uh, That's who I lean towards. Uh, You know, he's been in this situation before. Uh, I think Pinsky is a little bit better than Colleague, but – those are the guys I'm watching for. David, who do you think gets it done on the Xfinity side there? Man, God, it's a tough one. You know what I mean? It's like you, you got to go with the, the experience, you know, uh, Cindric, obviously being our champion last year and uh, having such a awesome organization with Roger Penske behind them. Uh, but, man, I, it's, that's a tough one to pick. You know what I mean? I uh, AJ, you know, AJ would uh, definitely – you know, all of them are hungry for that championship, but uh, man, it's hard to say. I, I uh, man, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with AJ Allmendinger. You know what I mean? I mean, they just uh, unbelievable what they've done. So, uh, absolutely. What about yourself, Dominic? Man, it's gonna be a, a fun race to go witness. And I always, Tyler, I'm always thinking about like when I go to an NASCAR race, I'm going to cover it. You're always getting a witness some sort of piece of motorsports history, NASCAR history, and I don't think this weekend's going to be any exception to that. This will be my fifth championship race weekend to go be a part of, and man, I don't take that honor lightly. That's just, it's so cool to be able to have a firsthand witnessing account of NASCAR history playing out right in front of you. Yeah, and uh, 
when I look at this, we knew Austin Cindric was going to be good this year, Dominic. But for AJ Allmendinger, this is a guy that you know he's won Cup races before, but always struggled on the ovals. And you know, AJ he went through some ups and downs too. We remember when he lost his ride and got suspended for the Adderall situation a few years back, and all that went down there. I'm happy for for AJ that he has found some new life here with college racing, been a part of building that program, but winning on non-road course tracks, that's been awesome to see just AJ's reaction when he gets those wins. Can't be happy for the season AJ Allmendinger's had. Oh, absolutely. Atlanta last year, I think, really paved the way for that, winning on the part-time basis and at Las Vegas earlier this year, Michigan. I mean, Bristol, so cool to see all, all, what you would call a road course ringer, the AJ Allmendinger, winning on some of these tracks that we would typically not see. You're absolutely right, Tyler. What a what a great story. And I'll, I'll kind of throw this back on you guys. Of all the four that are competing for that championship on Saturday, who would make the best headlining story as the title winner? I think it's AJ for all the reasons you just said. What about you, David? Man, I think it's AJ too. You know, uh, you know, he's he's been, you know, he's he's a good feel good story too because uh, man, it it hadn't been easy for AJ and. Uh, you know, he's had to work through some adversity over the years with different things. And, uh, but man, that team and, uh, and what they have done in a short period of time is just, it's, it's cool to see. It's, it's a great feel good story. All right. Let's go to the uh, truck series. Dominic, this is a little tougher for me to figure out. Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, Matt Crafton, John Hunter Nemechek, Kim Starr has arrived. Say hi. Um, good to see you, Kim. Dominic, uh, those four, I lean towards Jar Hunter, but I don't say that with any confidence at all. Yeah, I mean, the strike build is going to be really hard to figure out, right, too. I mean, the one that I think stands out to me, you really can't rule out because he did it in 2019. What about Matt Crafton? Thor Sport Racing kind of sneaking in the championship four race. He won the title. He led 16 laps. Without winning a race the entire that year, season. Right? Yes, and he won the title without winning a race. He's in a similar situation with 19 laps led, zero wins, five top fives, and he's one of the four championship contenders. But I think the more interesting headline there, too, and I remember hearing this earlier this year, is that if he was going to make the championship four race at Phoenix as a title contender, Ron Hornaday, the four-time Truck Series champion, would be on hand at Phoenix to see him try to tie the all-time Truck Series championship wins for championships. Crafton's got three titles, most recent coming in 2019. Guys, I mean, we could have Crafton win another title here. He ties Ron Hornaday, the Richard Petty of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, with all-time titles on Friday night. Oh, yeah. I mean, David, Matt Crafton has to be a Hall of Famer, right? No doubt about it. I mean, that's that's who I'm cheering for. And, you know, I, Matt's such a great guy and a great race car driver. But, you know, I raced with Matt for years. We both drove for GM, Chevrolets uh, for years. He drove for Kevin Harvick. I drove for Wayne Spears and, and – uh, uh, you know, and what he's done since my exit out of the truck series has just been incredible. And, uh, you know, if, if, if I'm cheering for somebody in the truck series, it's definitely Matt Crafton. We, uh, me and my wife and my son, Vancey, we were up watching the truck race this past Saturday for our Xfinity race. And man, I was, I was cheering Crafton on and, uh, I would love to see him uh, tie, uh, tie up, uh, with, with my good friend, Ron Hornaday, you know, Hornaday, obviously hall of famer, uh, one of the all time best NASCAR, one of the all time best race car drivers, but man, Hornaday was tough competitor. And I would love to see Crafton tie up 
number four championship to equal Ron Hornaday, I think that would be pretty awesome, you know? That would be something. Uh, I'll be honest, uh, nothing against Crafton. I don't want to see a guy that doesn't win get the championship in all honesty, Dominic. Nothing personal, but, um, you know, John Hunter, to me, Dominic, he has had a heck of a year running that joke that, uh, you know, Kyle Busch equipment coming down from Cup because he wanted to win races. We know the guy's got talent. I would love to see John Hunter. You want to talk about a story. The Matt Crafton angle is one story. I like the the John Hunter Nemechek story here. That's a very good angle because you have a guy that ran for rookie of the year in the 2020 season in the Cup Series with Front Row Motorsports, picked up a few top 10 finishes, certainly outdrove that equipment, took a big gamble to maybe potentially take a lateral move to the third tier series of the National Touring Series of NASCAR and the Truck Series. And that's paid off. Five victories. I feel like John Hunter is like the Kyle Larson of the truck series in regards to how he's had this comeback. He's won races. Anything short of a John Hunter Nemechek championship on Friday night will be a disappointment, a huge disappointment for that team and the driver. Yeah, we know the expectations with Kyle Busch and with uh, that team. And, uh, you know, they'll certainly be high come Friday night. I'm, I'm rooting for John. I think John Hunter's going to pull it off. Dominic, who do you see pulling it off? Man, I swear, I'm not trying to copy you at all, but I think John Hunter's going to get it done. I've copied you on all three of these picks tonight, Tyler. Great minds think alike. We'll go there with you. you. Go. David, uh, are you going with your boy Crafton, or do you think uh, one of these others will get it done? Man, I am, dude. I, You know, I don't really know the other kids. Uh, you know, I raced many years with Matt Crafton. Like I said, he was my, uh, you know, our, our team Team GM, Silverado Chevrolet teammate for years, uh, uh, you know, and uh, good friends. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm cheering for Matt Crafton. And, uh, you know, it, it's just the way it all works out. You know, he, he kind of snuck in. The race at Martinsville was incredible, high intensity, a uh, lot at stake. John Hunter was lucky. Uh, you know, I felt like I really felt bad for John Hunter because I thought for a point there that he wasn't going to make it into the final four and just kind of how the race played out, you know, he put himself in a position that he made it, you know, cause he got crashed early on, crashed out of the race, which was really unfortunate. Uh, so, uh, you know, I know it'll be an exciting race, be a lot of drama, but you know, I'm, I'm going to stick with my good friend, Matt Crafton. Uh, you know, you're talking about. Ron Hornaday, Matt Crafton, guys that I've raced with for years in the truck series. And, and it's cool to see Matt make a living racing in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series for so long. I don't even know, you know, how many years it's been, but it's got, I, I want to say it's been 20 years. Uh, you know, he's had a heck of a career and I'd like to see him win another championship because I believe that, if he does, that he might have a shot of getting five or six championships because I don't think he's done anytime soon, you know? Yeah, yeah, very well could be. All right, let's get to uh, our news and notes. Dominic, plenty going on in the uh, racing world, especially as uh, we get closer to the offseason now, too. Absolutely. A couple of headlines we're looking at every week on the show. We look at the top motorsports news and headlines around our industry. The, the one that we haven't really talked about, and I think it's worth noting, with Alex Bowman's victory at Martinsville on Sunday, Chevrolet claimed its 40th Manufacturer Series title in the NASCAR Cup Series in the first in several years. So Chevrolet back on top is the manufacturer victor of the 2021 season in the NASCAR Cup Series. That includes 19 wins with Chevrolet this season. Well, and, and uh, David, 
one thing that we haven't talked about at all along those same lines is the manufacturing championship um, up for grabs this weekend. I, I don't think Chevrolet's clinched it yet, right, Dom? Well, according to, to reports from Chevrolet, they did clinch it last week with their victory. Oh, they did. Point, okay. So, yes. Thanks for thanks for uh, clarifying that. Yeah, Chevrolet yeah. has won the uh, you know manufacturing championship. They've had a heck of a year. David, I, I know that you're racing Toyotas and Fords, but you've been a part of Chevy programs in the past. Uh, they pride themselves in uh, in what they put out there. I mean, this is big for them to be that manufacturer champion and for Alex Bowman to deliver him that win last week. Man, it's it's a big deal, you know. Uh, you know these manufacturing Toyota, Ford, you know GM, Chevrolet. I mean, it's these guys pump millions and millions of dollars into into our sport. It's all business, you know. They want these uh, they want these Chevrolets uh, winning races. Uh, very competitive Toyota, Ford. I mean these these guys. I mean it's you know you win on Sunday and. People show up to dealership on Monday buying cars, you know, and uh, it's a big deal for all the manufacturers involved. And for Chevrolet to clinch that this past weekend with Alex Bowman's win is a big, big, big deal, you know. And 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 <laughs> these these big uh, manufacturers take pride in that, you know. And it's a marketing tool, and and man, they they're here for only one reason, all of them, and that's to win and to sell more cars, more trucks, more vehicles, you know. So it's a you know, uh, Tyler, it's, it's, it's a big, big deal. Big, big business. Yeah, for sure. Dominic, what else we got? So on the other front, looking at the 2022 NASCAR schedule, she had, this was pointed out to me actually by Tyler before the, the start of the show. And I thought this was a really good stat to kind of share with the fans for next season. When you look at the cup series schedule and the announcing of the start times and what networks the races are going to be on, you're going to have 19 races on mainstream cable. So 19 of the 36 cup races will be held between Fox and NBC over the course from February to November. But more importantly, that is the most we have seen on mainstream cable since 2009. So guys, we're having more races getting aired on big boy Fox and big boy NBC coming in 2022. Yeah. More races on, uh, on the big networks on the broadcast networks. And also for the first time since that, that 2009 mark, there will be the, where the races on the big networks outnumber those on cables. So that means more eyeballs. We know it's well-documented. You know, I, I work in TV, so I talk about this all the time, how people are cutting the cord on cable. Less and less people are paying for cable. They're getting, you know, the, the Hulu and Netflix and, you know, are turning off, you know, their Cox and Xfinity and all that. I know NASCAR is not going to like me saying that about Xfinity. <laughs> But aside the point, um, David, uh, just the fact, more access, easier to watch these races, network TV. This is a big deal for the Cup Series to have this many races back on network TV, especially in this day and age. It, it, man, Tyler, you, you, man, it's a big, big deal. You know, uh, you know like, like Dominic Big Boy Television, major networks, you know, and major, when, you got, when you have an audience on major networks, man, people, you have eyeballs watching our races, we got more sponsors that will be interested in, in getting involved in NASCAR and the sponsors you have that have been here for many years will get lots of exposure. So I, I just think everything's wonderful about it. I think it's good for our industry, the whole industry, and uh, it's all positive stuff. So there's nothing wrong. I mean, you're a television guy. I mean, when you got more races on a major network, I just, I mean, that just kind of says the, it says a lot about the health of our industry, the health of the sport. And I think, uh, man, 
I think we're doing well these days and just, and it's growing and getting better each year. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like the downturn of this sport was when you had that shift in the you know early 2010s, when ESPN and ABC made the decision to remove a bunch of races off of ABC and go to ESPN. And that's when people were starting to cut the cord, weren't paying for cable anymore. And so that was really bad timing. And, and uh, with the product that NASCAR is putting out next year of this next gen car and, and, and such, I mean, just more eyeballs, the better Dominic. Uh, I, I think this is just a win-win for, for everybody and, and for Fox and NBC too. Um, I think it goes back to what NASCAR's done. They've had the bounce back in ratings. This is a reward for the product getting better. I haven't heard it put like that, but I do like how you said that because you're right. The ratings have had an uptick this year. And let's be honest, NASCAR nailed it. Coming back after a two-month break in the pandemic, the uncertainty of the world, NASCAR is the first major sport back. And when we look back, I think 20, 30, 40 years from now, when they're talking about this era and the sports history books are talking, you always point at the 1979 Daytona 500 because there were so many eyeballs on the sport that day because of the, the big Midwest storm, that blizzard that had so many people inside and glued to the TV because there was nothing going on. They're going to look at 2020. And I think that's going to be a turning point for NASCAR as well. That Sure, NASCAR didn't have the best ratings to the 2010s and there was a slight decline, but the pandemic of 2020 had an upturn effect for NASCAR. The first major sport to be back, all major net or all major sports were looking at NASCAR. How are they going to get this race in? How are they going to get back to action? NASCAR nailed it. And I think because of that, that reward goes back to the fact that, that was 18 months ago, but they are reaping the benefits of that. NASCAR nailed it correctly when they returned in May of 2020, and they're going to continue to see the dividends paid from that. Yeah, the, the only thing I would say, and I'd be curious to get David's perspective on this, I don't think I've ever talked about this with David, is that when we saw this schedule released and the TV times and all that, we're, we're, we're still not doing midweek races. We tried it during the pandemic because we had to, and then NASCAR chose not to do it in 2021. They're not doing it in 2022. The ratings weren't really weren't that good during the pandemic for those midweek races. David, is that something you'd like to see at the Cup or Xfinity level is some some midweek races down the road? We're not getting it next year, but would, would you be open to that uh, in, in years to come? You know, it, it's, you know, I, I, I'm being honest here and, and I like, I like auto racing on the weekends, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I mean, I, I mean, you know, short tracks, you know, dirt, it don't matter. I just racing during the week, uh, people got to go to work. They can't stay up late. Uh, I mean, the fans we have that follow the sport of NASCAR racing, when you, when you pull into Bristol Motor Speedway, you pull into Texas Motor Speedway, Atlanta Motor Speedway, and you see all those campers and, and, and fifth wheels and tents. And I mean, it's, it's the environment is, it's electric, it's electric, man. It's, there's so much passion and so much energy in the air with the fans. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of them, a lot of the fans, you know, they take a vacation, you know, uh, Pocono, Pennsylvania, you know, the hell they're, they're taking off Thursday and Friday and leaving Wednesday night from their homes, going to the racetrack camping for four or five days, you know, and, uh, and man, that's part of the excitement of, of the energy of our sport, the fans, you know, so, you know, racing during the week, um, 
You know, I wouldn't mind maybe one race during the year to race on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night, you know, but man, I'm still not sold on racing during the week because I think it takes away from the environment of how cool it is that we have all these race fans there, you know, and then there's bonfires and man, people are partying, having good times. And I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I love the fans. I love the crowds. I love the infields and, and I don't know, just racing during the week when the people can't come and camp out. And I think that's just part of the energy of our great sport, you know? So I'm not sold on racing during the week just yet. And I don't know if I'll ever be sold on it, uh, Tyler. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, before we get to our uh, Ask David segment here real quick, uh, don't forget that every Whataburger is made fresh. Served hot and prepared just like you like it. Want jalapenos and cheese on that? No problem. They've got you covered. Whataburger, proud to serve it hot and fresh 24 hours a day. Let's go ahead and get to the mailbag where you can hit us up on Facebook at David Star Podcast, Twitter at Star Podcast, and by email, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. And David, our first question comes from James. James wants to know, David, are you rooting for your hometown Houston Astros in the World Series? I am big time, and I'm sitting here doing our podcast, and uh, just above, you can't see it, but I got the TV on. I keep glancing up there. Uh, you know, hey, I'm Houston proud. I'm a Houstonian, and, uh, man, I, I grew up going to the Astrodome. I'm a big Astros fan. I'm a big baseball fan, and and it's just an honor to be in the World Series. But, man, you know, once you're there, it's like going to Phoenix next week. If you're in the Final Four, you know, you want to win it. You want to win it all, you know, and uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But, man, I've, I've been an Astro fan since I was a little boy. I'm proud, and I'm cheering them on, but I don't believe they're going to – they'll be our uh, World Series champs this year. But it's pretty cool uh, that uh, that they're in the World Series. And, and just glancing up a little bit, the Atlanta Braves just won the World Series, you know what I mean? So, uh, but anyway, just, you know, being able to compete at that high level, making it to the, uh, you know, to the World Series, I, I'm definitely proud and a big fan. David loves the cheaters. He loves those Astros. Uh, the way they <laughs> bang I on do. those trash cans. Absolutely, no doubt. <laughs> Dominic, are you much a baseball fan? I guess if I had to say I'm a baseball fan. You could call me a bandwagon fan. I followed a lot of the World Series in 2004, and the Red Sox broke that big curse from not winning since, what, 1916 or 1917. So if I were to say I'm a baseball fan, I would say I'm a Boston Red Sox fan, but I don't follow it closely enough to really say I'm a true fan of Major League Baseball. Okay, fair enough, fair did enough. You guys play, did you guys play baseball? Uh, I played in third grade. I quit after the third grade. Uh, that wasn't for me. Uh, did you play, Dom? I was told I was going to play in fourth grade, and for whatever reason, it never happened. I just played at a recess a lot. I enjoyed watching my brother play in 2007 when he was in third grade, but didn't get to formally play like with the city league or anything. You, Dave? Did you? Did man, you play man, my brother Jimmy, my older brother Jimmy, and my younger brother Johnny, and and man, we we played from the time we started at T-ball and all the way to high school. And uh, my uncle Mike, uh, my uncle Mike, um, uh, made it to the major leagues. I mean, we're a big baseball family, so uh, it was just we grew up playing baseball. So uh, you can't help, uh, you know, still passionate about. I love all the sports, you know, but uh, 
but it's cool when your hometown, where you're from, the, the major league team from, you know, from where I'm from, the Astros made it to the World Series again, you know, those damn cheaters are pretty damn good, you know what I mean? And no matter where you're at in the country, you you, you got to be proud of where you're from and support your 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 major league teams and from your from where you're from, you know what I mean? So I, I'm I'm one of those guys and I love baseball. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Chase Elliott was uh, at the game the other night right after the uh, Martinsville race. He made it out to see uh, some of the World Series there, cheering on his Atlanta Braves. So I'm sure Chase is happy to see his team win the title, and uh, maybe he'll get a title this weekend, go two for two there. There Uh, you go. Now, now David, uh, right right down the road from you, uh, the Rangers, they got that new ballpark. You been out there yet? Oh, absolutely. It's unbelievable, you know. I'm a big Ranger fan, obviously, live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, but, you know, I'm a Houston Astro fan first and then a, a Texas Ranger fan second. But, man, the, the new ballpark is just incredible. And, you know, you look at all the baseball parks around the country, they're kind of like our racetracks. You know, we we got some awesome speedways across America. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to a lot of our race fans, you know, a lot of them are big baseball fans. You know, I was just talking uh, Kent Nelson, my good friend that's been working at the Texas Motor Speedway, for, you know, since the place opened. You know, him and his boys, man, they on vacation. I mean, they they try to hit, I think, 15, 14 baseball fields, you know, uh, major league games, you know, and uh, there's a lot of people like that. But, man, these stadiums that the, that they're playing, these major league, uh, these these teams are playing with the, uh, in across the country, man, they're, they're state of the art. It's unbelievable where baseball is today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, got another question. Uh, this one's from Slick Rick. Slick Rick writes uh, to the inbox, David, what are your plans this offseason? <laughs> Man, you know, that's uh, – you know, I, I can't even – I mean, there's so much going on. Um, so much going on. I, uh, You know, my Uncle Mike, who owns the Team Texas High Performance Racing School based at the Texas Motor Speedway, uh, he's kind of semi, semi-retiring, and I'm, and I'm, and I will, here in about another week or two, be the sole owner of the of our racing school that we've had for 30 years. And uh, man, that's going to keep me busy. I got some awesome sponsors and some uh, some new sponsors. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, to racing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series in 2022 full time. And uh, man, it's just there's not a dull moment in my life, you know, and I, I got a beautiful family. My boys are nine and 12 and, you know, uh, my youngest one Vance is starting to race dirt cars. Uh, and, and my, my older boy DJ plays basketball and football. He's been tearing it up and man, you know, I, I sometimes I said, man, we need an extra hour in the day. You know what I mean? Cause man, I just don't have enough time to get it all done, but it's, uh, off season is, you know, we call it the off season and you guys understand this, but we're just as, I think we're more busier in the off season than we are during the season, just because we're putting our deals together, trying to figure this out. And just, uh, you know, the, I like to slow down a little bit and enjoy the holidays. I love Thanksgiving. I love my family. I love the meaning of Christmas, man. I'm a big Christmas guy, Christmas lights and Santa Claus and, you know, I'm pretty geeky about Christmas, you know, I'll start listening to my Christmas music here in about another week, you know, and <laughs> I don't know, I just, I, I love the spirit of Christmas and the meaning of it, and, uh, but man, it's uh, the off season, you guys know, because we've been friends for a long time, 
the off season can be as uh, very stressful as well, you know, because you're trying to put your deals together with your sponsors, have enough funding to build a race full time. And, uh, but anyway, our off season this year will be exciting. It'll be stressful. It'll be fun. It'll, it'll just be really, really busy. Oh yeah. I mean, it doesn't stop. I, I remember, uh, you know, last year around Thanksgiving, uh, I'm getting a call from, from David on uh, the night before Thanksgiving and we're trying to organize podcast stuff, you know, I mean, that just goes with it. You know, we'll have a lot going on. I'm going to be, uh, you know, going to, uh, you know, Dallas and spending a couple of days with David and Dominic here sometime next month. And you, of course, celebrating the holidays, seeing family. I mean, and then what do you know, just like that, we'll be right back in Daytona again. It goes by quick. Dominic, what's on your plate in the off season? Yeah, you're right. I think we're just going to stay busier. I, I'm looking forward to wrapping up that project with Jeff. And and you guys know we've made a no secret working on the, on his book. So we're hoping to wrap that up this off season. And hopefully we can announce that real soon, more fine-tuned details with that. But outside of that, I mean, family time, spending a lot of ample time here in New Mexico with loved ones. And man, we'll just see what the, the off season brings. Look forward to making some off season trips. And as much as I enjoy getting out to a NASCAR race weekend, it's also a lot of fun to make trips to non-NASCAR venues and go spend time with people you enjoy seeing like you guys yourselves. So look forward to doing that this off season. Dominic's got a, a beautiful new love in his life and, and that requires a lot of time and, and man, that's exciting stuff. You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, you know, you, you got, a, you got a lot of stuff on your plate, buddy. So uh, all of us do, you know, but. Uh, well, Dan, but I put it this way, man. And you know, I can't remember exactly who, heard it, who I heard it from, but right. We're all busy people. I hate to use that word busy because we, we really are a lot of, our time is accounted for, but you definitely make time for the things you enjoy doing. Man, I work four jobs all together, and it's because I'm, I'm kind of a workaholic. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy all the different hats and roles that I get to wear, but it keeps me busy. But at the same time, I also enjoy getting to spend time with the people I, I enjoy the most. And if you, if you enjoy it so much and you enjoy what you do, you make time for the things you enjoy. Absolutely. And, hey, we can't forget about our podcast here. We we got work to do and we're going to continue doing our podcast and we're going to make it bigger and better. And uh, oh, yeah. so not only do we got, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on, but we got to, we got to take care of our racing fans and our podcast fans and, and make sure our podcast is, is healthy and strong to continue on too. So there's never a dull moment. <laughs> never a dull moment. That's for sure. Tyler. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're going to be all over it. We're still going to be doing this show throughout the off season too, bringing it to you on, uh, about every Wednesday, like we normally would, and and uh, you know we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about. We'll get more into our long form interviews. We've been doing the show the last few weeks, uh, just the three of us, because we've had so much going on. Um, but the off season is the chance for us to have more of a conversation yes. with folks, and so we'll do things and get back to having more guests and hopefully some big time guests here in the uh, coming weeks. So. Look forward to that. All right, before we uh, get out of here uh, real quick, Dominic, what's going on with you uh, these next couple of days? You're going to Phoenix. I'll be there, man. Fifth championship race week, and I get to cover and fourth consecutive, something I don't take lightly. I mean, I always try to treat every race weekend as the last one. I'll be out there with Jonathan Field. We'll be covering the, the NASCAR race weekend. We'll have some kick-ass coverage from Phoenix awesome. Raceway, and I look forward to seeing you out there, David. I, I look forward to it, buddy. You uh, and you guys gonna be uh, eating some Whataburger together? I'm sure. Oh, oh heck yeah, man! That even a question, of course, man. I, I love that. Yes, we certainly will. <laughs> spicy ketchup, some milkshakes. It's gonna be a lot of fun. David, I have, uh, I, I have Whataburger today for lunch, buddy. <laughs> oh man, see, I haven't good. had it in like two weeks, so I'm really looking forward to having some out in the Phoenix area this weekend. 
David, uh, you'll be out in Phoenix, last race of the year, of course. Uh, tell me about what's going on with you and your crew. you got a lot of people uh, making the a trip. Absolutely, man. It's just an exciting weekend, uh, you know, to see all the champions that are going to be crowned this weekend and, uh, you know, racing the Xfinity race, running our Whataburger uh, Toyota uh, Camry this weekend and the Xfinity series. Then backing that up, we got some support from Bob Minery on our cup car for Sunday's race. But uh, a lot of fans, a lot of friends going to be there. And, uh, you know, I'm actually leaving tomorrow, headed to Phoenix. Uh, I, I was going to leave Thursday, but man, if, if I stay another day here around the, around uh, home here, man, I'm, 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 I can't stop working. You know, I need to go I need to go to work to relax, you know what I mean? I need to go to Phoenix early just so I can relax, have a little bit of downtime. But, uh, but uh, kind of cool. We're going to have uh, practice Friday afternoon. The Xfinity cars, there's, I think, 44, 43 cars trying to make 36-car fields. So uh, we all got our work cut out to make sure we that we race Saturday. There's going to be qualifying. So uh, kind of a, a fun weekend uh, to race in two races and uh, – but man, what a what exciting weekend it's going to be to see who our champions are going to be. That's just a kind of a, a cool thing. And then when the race is over with and you know your season's done for 2021, you kind of reflect a little bit on the whole deal. It's just a lot of emotions, but they're great emotions. Yeah, I think the catalyst for this podcast uh, was uh, the first time that the three of us got together at the Olive Garden after the championship race 2019. And that was kind of you know, where our relationship with the three of us started. And so, you know, who knows uh, what, what could happen? You know, obviously some uh, great stuff ahead uh, this weekend at Phoenix. We'll look forward to it. We'll, we'll break it all down next week when we'll have a new champion and uh, report for you live here on a Let's Go Racing with more on the championship and look ahead to the offseason on next week's show. That will about do it for us. We'll put the checkered flag out on this episode of Let's Go Racing. As always, subscribe to the show. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on YouTube. Leave us a five-star review or don't leave us one at all. Hit that like button. We certainly would appreciate it. Twitter at Star Podcast, Facebook.com forward slash David Star Podcast, and by email, David Star Podcast. For Dominic Argon, David Star, and Tyler Jones, thanks a lot. This has been another edition of Let's Go Racing. We'll see you next time.